Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. And welcome to the Year of Joy series in which I talk to experts on different superpowers which each and every one of us can cultivate in order to build more joy into our lives. I'm Andrew Cannon and I have the honour to be your host. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Deborah Rubin about the joy ingredient of mental well-being and specifically about the joy superpower of embracing change. Over 50 years ago, Deborah's first encounter with yoga ignited a lifelong passion. Yoga encompassing asanas, breathwork, meditation and philosophy have been her steadfast companion through countless changes. Um, Deborah is recently co-author of a book, The Voices of 21st Century Women Empowered Through Passion and Purpose, and we will touch on that during our conversation. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Oh, welcome. Thank you, Andrew. I was really thrilled to be uh, chosen to be on this podcast. And um, anything that I can do to help people embrace change is like what I'm here for. So, Excellent. Well, it's much needed in today's world, isn't it? Oh, especially now with the whole world in an upheaval, we really need to assess, access who we are, both assess and access who we are so that the joy can be there because the joy is underlying all the time. The joy, believe it or not, the bliss. And in in the Vedic tradition, bliss, the word is sukh. And sukh is like our being. It's that expansive feeling. But when you break it down, when you're in that place, you're in that place of joy. You're in the place of bliss. And so um, it's our birthright. It's Excellent. our birthright. Excellent. That's a beautiful introduction to where I always like to start in these conversations, which is the personal touch. Um, so if you could tell me and our listeners about your own journey with embracing change. <laughs> well, embracing change. Well, when I graduated, it was, like, you know, security for the younger years. And then later on, as I look back in my 40s to look back on my life, Oh my goodness, there's just been so much change, whether it's living in another city or changing careers or starting a business, letting go of a business. Uh, it's just there was just so much change. And the people around me sort of were watching me going through all this change. They're, you know, pretty stable, been in positions for a long time, living in places for a long time. And here I am going through all, all this change that what happened is that I saw and felt that I developed this ability to really listen to my being mm -hmm. and know when a change was coming about and it felt right or I could be standing somewhere like for instance I was in Fairfield Iowa and I had been there for an, a number of years on a, an extended meditation, like meditating seven hours a day. So it was like kind of going into the cave, but it was right. 
meditation by day and dancing and theater at night. So it was like, and I just loved Fairfield. I just wanted to be in Fairfield and stay there for as long as I could, as long as I could. And then, and then one day I'm walking out of a store and I looked around and I'm looking at the trees and it was like, I'm done. Mm. I'm done. And it was like, it was right. I didn't, I didn't fight it because, because I had felt so wonderful before I, it was like, well, I'm done. Okay. I'm on to the new phase. I had just become a teacher of transcendental meditation. Yeah. And so, you know, there was that sort of, what's it going to be? But there was a, there was a transition. So the universe, the divine, our soul, all those elements of ourselves are constantly communicating to us because we're on our own trajectory and my trajectory in this particular life, I like to think of it as that way, is my life is about change and transformation. And I didn't get that mm. until I got to a certain point in my life where I could really embrace that whole idea of change. Well, change is evolution. And then you even said it, it's inevitable. We can't do anything about it. And uh, so there has been, if you were to look at my life, it was like this, eh, you know, but all those ebbs and flows had joy in them mm. because I trusted. I trusted that I was on the right journey. And it also taught me that what other people think is not important. And that's also one of my life lessons. And so now I'm feeling very secure in understanding that this is who I am and mm. embracing it. And so change for everyone comes at the right time. It's no when to listening for it. To listen well, for that it. was going to be my next question. You know, was this always the case or did, you know, when the younger self, um, did it ever struggle with this concept of change? Did it ever fight it or were you, did you feel you always had this ability to, to embrace it openly and listen and have that? ability to, to hear I don't think in my younger years I was out there partying and having a good time and you know Joe's going off <laughs> and I I didn't really have the awareness mm. that uh, from that perspective but when I turned 24 I started having the question there's got to be more to this like because I was out partying I was a stewardess right and, as much as I, I was a great stewardess, we also partied. And it was like that kind of was getting a little tired. Mm. And so questions started to seep in. And so at 24, I decided, well, the Beatles were doing transcendental meditation and it was becoming really popular. And I thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And so I, I took up transcendental meditation. That was a start, the spark. Stop. Of my of my journey but boy did i have a long way to go <laughs> excellent absolutely absolutely such a long long way to go and i'm sure some ups and downs on that way but the trajectory and that willingness to be open to to listen to the messages we will circle back to that as we discuss today but i want to dive in a little bit into the you know people listening to us and you know we know people in our community quite a few of them are suffering a little bit with their mental well-being um, so how do you see sort of this link between embracing change and mental well-being? 
how can it help with us our joy and how can it positively not only impact us but also those around us the word just pops up is trust mm. we are where we are we're here to learn lessons and evolve so if you're asked to shift in a way what's the gift in the shift Mm, because I, I just came up that with that that's nice day. it's a nice phrase that could be a slogan you could you could get quickly get that trademarked quickly quickly <laughs> what's the gift in the shift because um when we think of of ourselves we're getting better and better and better hopefully as long as we're listening to ourselves and trust that the divine or our soul knows where we're going but that we also have some challenges that are are our own challenges and it's our kind of agreement with ourselves that when we came into this existence that well i'm going to i'm going to deal with this so that i can get rid of it mm. i mean i love i i love i'm i really love the idea that this is only one life out of many's many yeah. And I don't particularly want to drag into my nef next life what I'm dealing with this life. I, I want to experience some new stuff. <laughs> there you go. So um, it really behooves us to look at the, the gift and the shift. And the shift is asking us, it's not going to ask us when we're not ready. The shift is going to ask us when we're starting to be ready and it's going to show up in little ways mm. maybe people that we see or things that we're doing or things that we're reading or songs on the radio or just things come into our life that may be sparking us to think it, it doesn't mean we have to act yeah. but it's like getting us ready to consider something a little different and so patience right it's patience and letting go because there's so much more there's so much excitement for our lives we're so we're so wonderful and keeping ourselves in the same place it could be really safe mm -hmm. for a while but then is it working is it working well i think you know we're not going to talk much about the pandemic um today hopefully you know that a lot of that's behind us but i think it was one of the the gifts that it gave us was this ability and the time to reflect and many people came to the conclusion that no it's not working for me i'm not happy with the way my life was before um but you know obviously fast forwarding now quite few people have actually gone on to, to make any significant changes even so they were unhappy with where they were before they've now found themselves being dragged back into into the status quo and, and you know there's so much change happening in the world today so you know when that's happening you would think wouldn't you that that's a good strategy to embrace change right it seems you're saying something really important here because there's still the gift and the shift because now when they go back, if they can go back to where they were, 
because it's still shifting out. They may leave. Mm. They may find it. They may need to go back there and experience that to get proof that really they are moving on. Or it's a right place, but there's a shift that needs to blossom mm. to make where they are more joyful. And um, that's why. Yeah. yeah, that's beautifully and, said. And and the this is what I find is so profound is is the breath. I know mm. you're going to ask me, but. Throughout my day, I'm constantly going back to my breath just to get a sense of self, a sense of center. It takes me out of here, but and into here. Mm. So, uh, it's a. Do you want me to talk about it now, or should we talk about it later? <laughs> we 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 will get into that. We will get into that. I still want to take the, the listeners on a little bit of a journey about. The fear of change, because, you know, I love the quote by Maya Angelou, you know, says that, you know, we can't change is inevitable, but we can change our attitude. Um, but still, so many people seem to fear that change and struggle in changing their attitude. And yes. so why do you think that is what's preventing people from embracing the change? We are known. Ta-da! The unknown. <laughs> The unknown, it's just, what, what, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come. And so we've spent our life going along in a certain way and we feel very safe and we know mm. what we're doing. And we've got uh, the way we get up and brush our teeth and wash our face and have a time and go with this and do that. We go to work. And so we know the trajectory. And if a change is coming up, it's like, well, what, what is, what's going to happen? Am I going to be able to make money? Mm. Am I going to be able to feed myself, my family? Am I am I going to have the thing? I don't want to lose the things that I've got. Mm-hmm. So there's this huge thing called the unknown. But if you can gently develop a, a relationship with the unknown, then it too can become a safe place. Mm. And I suppose that brings you back to where you started at the word trust or faith (laughs) that you need to do that. Right. You need to have a certain degree of trust that everything is as it should be. Everything will be as it should be. And you don't have to worry about it at that level. And I think that's that's hard for some people, you know, as we're told. I remember the phrase as growing up that better the devil, you know, than the devil you don't. Right. For me, too. Yeah. yeah. So, well, to, to, for me, what the question would come up to ask myself, well, am I really, am I truly, honestly, deeply doing what I'm meant to be doing in this life? Mm. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, it'll take us a little bit off script, but that's always fun. Um, you know, the challenge I have, and I have an actual post-it note in one of my closets, which simply asks, who am I? And to me, it's a fundamental question because I have these different voices. And, and sometimes I struggle to differentiate, you know, which is my ego, maybe trying to protect me or trying to guide me in a certain direction, and which is a, a real voice I should be listening to, which is my inner child, which is 
the universe speaking to me, all these different voices in my head. And sometimes I do struggle, I think, to differentiate them from each other. So I don't know if you have any guidance on how how you can do that. So my name for ego is Edgar Ego. Edgar, Edgar has a great time nattering and telling me what I should be doing. And and it's, it's like, just, he's like, give me a break, will you? Because it takes me all over the way. He takes, I, I'm sorry, I call him a he. <laughs> I just sort of he takes me off. And in fact, I've got a little video on YouTube about ego, Edgar ego. Um, uh, but when we get into our heart mm. and learn how, how to listen from our heart, then it shifts all that and the same thing that we're kvetching about complaining about has a different quality to it if we're willing to sit and be and then the joy from the heart gives it a different perspective and a broader perspective and is it leaves us with the joy so that we have to make a decision yeah and i'm saying this as if it's a feta complete it's that's a journey mm-hmm. it's an art it's an art it's an art and and i'm sure as we discuss a little bit further and then obviously you know within the platform um in the community you'll be sharing obviously some ways that people can do a better job at listening to their heart and some practices mm-hmm. that, that they can mm-hmm. work on but let's talk about the book i mean because that's always an yeah. exciting thing as somebody yes. who yeah. started a book and never got there uh um, yeah so a, a little other inside still going a great job for you for getting it out there voices of the 21st century women empowered through passion and purpose and your chapter was called revolving doors the universe is your partner lovely mm-hmm. lovely title yeah. i read it and loved the article and can recommend it highly but can you explain what do you mean by the universe is our partner and how can it help us embrace change okay so i just want to just say there was 45 women who wrote their trials to tribulations stories and there's some very moving ones there's different mm. types of books. and immediately when i was asked to write my chapter um i just knew that the change being in fact i'm writing a book on my own a solo book uh, on change and um because i've had numerous it, in line with the change and trusting I've had numerous stories mm. how I went from one element of my life to another to another so the doors were opening the doors were closing the doors were opening the doors mm. were closing and the doors they just keep opening and closing in a way for me and you know could be <laughs> like I had this company that I built up I was passionate about it's called yoga spirit it was teaching yoga teachers, continuing education uh, mm. program, international teachers. And uh, it was it was developing and, and that's when webinars were coming in. And so there was some beautiful uh, stories of myself listening because one day I'm, I, I'm seeing that there's a lot of competition coming on in that field. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, do I actually have a company? Okay, 
And then <laughs> I saw this word just float across the ceiling. It was an intuitive word, right? It wasn't, mm -hmm. a, it wasn't a flag. <laughs> and it was a feeling and, a, and it was a knowing. And I just grabbed it and said, this is, this is for me. And so I, you know, I just kept on and, and on and building and I did build the company and then the build the company through the 2008 downturn right. went and I went with it. And, um, and so it was like, oh, this is my dream. This is my dream to build this out. Yeah. Well, I had to let it go. But something else came in, and that's when I went to Fairfield. And I was there for, I was going for three months to figure out what the heck am I going to do with the rest of my life. And that three months turned into two and a half years. It was, it was, it was, I'd say, one of the best times of my life. And it, because I was getting this deep rest, but also having activity. Yeah. I never thought it would end, but that too segued into becoming a teacher of transcendental meditation and so there's there's a lot of segues so i wrote about that and there was a a, a point where just before becoming a teacher of of tm i was of course i was there to find out well, what am what am i doing what am i going to be doing in this next phase so something would be coming up and i'd go oh this is exciting go and do a little bit of research on it and then go the next couple of days oh i didn't i forgot about it right but you know it just it had no it had no life to it and it had no pizzazz mm. it didn't have anything that was in alignment to me it was just a thought it was probably flowing over to somebody else yep. <laughs> and I happened to grab it uh, and uh so i decided and i needed to come up with a lot of money because i was bankrupt right i didn't have any right. money i was living in in a, a room like this on a retreat and because I'm on a retreat right now. <laughs> uh, and and so within within uh, six weeks, I had 16,000 US dollars to pay for the course fee and the course mm -hmm. and everything. Of course. It was it was one of the most profound times of my life because I needed to step out of the way right. of my ego saying, can you do this? You can't do. And in fact, in, mm. in the book, I my sisters say we like what you're doing, but like, they asking for money. That's just not real. And a couple of other people making comments, and I thought, oh, ugh, what am I doing here? Am I doing the right thing? And then, and then I went into to my room and opened up the computer, and there was ping, 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 ping from PayPal saying I had money. Yeah, fantastic. And and I and I I I just I stood up and I just opened my heart and it was like I heard the voice that sweet whisper this is more than you it's mm -hmm. not about you so that was a profound moment where it kind of taught me I'm I'm here as a servant mm. I'm going to be helping people by teaching them to meditate so it's not about me I'm just I'm just the vehicle. Yeah. And I, th I think in a way that's, we're all like that. We're all vehicles on our way to something grander. 
yeah. I love to think that. And I and I know from, you know, the, the research that we've done and from working with the community for the last year, that it's hard to get to that stage when you're struggling yourself, either emotionally, mentally, financially. Um, it, it becomes hard to think of yourself as a service to others when you feel you can't even serve yourself. And then there's negative voices, as you say, you know, you're maybe your partner saying, oh, you could never do that. Or, you know, an old friend is saying, no, I, I remember who you were. You know, you, you never amounted to anything at school oh. your teacher used to say. Right? <laughs> yeah. So people have those sort of things, those voices, not only their ego, their inner critic, but there's also external critics that they have to to deal with as they try and find this peace within them and listen to that inner voice. And I loved your quote, you know, change is the universe nudging you onto greatness. Trust you in a voice. And we already talked about the ego and how you can distinguish. So I know a lot of our listeners have got to the stage where they say, go on, Deborah, tell me how to do it. What can I do? Share some of your wisdom. And, <laughs> and, and I know it's not, you know, probably a blue pill or a red pill they can swallow um, to get there. So, so what have you learned, you know, on your own journey and, and from working with everybody in this space about embracing change that what are some of the your favorite tips to help people become better at embracing it listening and hearing to that sweet whisper now that's that can be a, a challenge mm. uh, but <clears throat> our soul is always talking to us through the universe i mean we're not we're not unto ourselves. And that's why I like the word Dharma. I don't know mm. if you've heard the word Dharma. Dharma, you could say it's purpose, but it's in alignment with with all everything else. It's not just solo. It's it's like this orchestration of the whole universe. And we're one of those little threads in the universe moving along. And so we're we're connected to everyone else. And when and you mentioned, you know, sometimes people don't support you. Well, that's the cue to get out, right. <laughs> right? Because the universe wants you, wants you there to experience that experience of of how it is when it's not comfortable and mm. it's it's negative. But that's not that's not your dharma. That's not your that's not life. That's an experience. Thanks, yeah. It's a lesson. And so, what's the gift and the shift? So it's moving along to the next place and and using the tools, whatever you have. I use the breath. Mm. I, I use body feeling because when we get this um, uh, this feeling then the ego or something is not right, of course, the emotions are going to come up and it could be in the heart. It could be in the gut. It could be in the throat. It could be in the head. It could be it could be anywhere. And so feeling the body is a way of dissipating it. So I know we'll we'll go on into that in when I teach those yeah. sessions. Um, and then uh, in the listening. It, it, so the listening has a part. It's listening, but it's also hearing. Mm. Because if you if you listen to something, it's great. You can listen to it, but you can go deeper and you can hear. If you get into your body. 
and you can if you, if you if you don't understand what head and body is, you will if you just have a have a few moments. You don't need to do it all the time. You just shift into the breath and the body, into the heart or somewhere into the body. The lungs moving. Then then you can start listening and hearing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, everybody's got intuition. Everybody has intuition. Are are you listening to it? And I did a little research with my my students, and a lot of them, a lot of them, don't trust their intuition. Mm-hmm. And so there there is that, and some of them do, but then sometimes they don't. But they hear it or feel it. So intuition comes in different different forms sometimes it can come loud and clear and smack you across the face other times it can just be a sense of knowing it's just a sense of knowing and that was the case with going in 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 fairfield when i thought i was leaving yeah that was a knowing that was full body and it's it's taking moments each day to just be, yeah. to just be and connect. And when the discomfort comes up, because it probably will, is that you just stay with the feeling and you know that it's going to pass. Yeah. 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 Because no, like we're all being asked, especially now, because it, it almost feels like everybody's heard of the, the, the statement we're all connected well on a deeper 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 level and that's what dharma is is we're deeply all connected trees mm-hmm. bunny bunny rapids people <laughs> everything is connected and if you if you think about what's going on in the world right now there is a profound shift because it's like it's like <laughs> everything's being thrown out so we're not the only ones that are being asked to change. Mm. It's like it's it's like geez, I hope we make it <laughs> because there's there's some major, major, major resistance. Mm. So if we can do our part on being the best that we can and finding out what is what's the best way for me to be and be and and bring in that element of joy because if we're in joy we're in the right place that's that's the cue yeah joy right place then we can do our part as simple as it is is helping change the world yeah people yeah yeah, I mean, then that's it, isn't it? I mean, I think it's, and whether that's, as you say, through, you know, working with your breath, whether that's through, you know, meditation, stillness, or, you know, other practices, feeling into your body, as you talked about, getting out of your head, listening to that that voice, and then knowing when that feeling of joy that comes when you make that connection, and it, and it doesn't have to be grand you know i think somebody wise said to me you know that there's only so many people who can lead there's only so many people who can can even follow in a collective manner um that everybody has a role to play individually in how they show up and the energy that they bring to the party 
And even if that's all you're doing is just focusing on your little world and bringing in your energy to be the best you can, that's good enough, right? You don't need to be. That is that is your role. Yeah. It's your dharma. Because you're because you're in one plane, you're doing one thing and another and another. We have so many planes that we live in. So it's it's kind of unifying, unifying them all. And and when when it's also learning about the qualities of feelings that you're feeling is to be able to somehow differentiate them. And that's a journey too. So uh, it is about taking it easy, just taking it easy and using, being more mindful, having awareness of what is, what's showing up, Mm. what's showing up in your life. Is it a lot of good things showing up? Are there a lot of, weird things showing up is it a mixture like what's showing up what what is being brought to you what are you attracting right because what you're attracting is is well we all know this the law of attraction but it's 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 by if you like what's coming then do more bring joy yeah if you don't like what's coming that's when you got to cut it off and start a new trajectory and allow the divine to come through and speak to you. Cause it's always there. It's not mm-hmm. there. It's not, not there. It's always there. It's just, can I, can I hear it? Yeah. Can I feel it? Can I? So joy is the indicator. There you go. And that is a perfect place for us to wrap up today and and i think you know our listeners have hopefully got some some good inspiration and and obviously there's going to be much more in the community that we can practically help and guide people on this journey knowing that they're they're not alone and wonderful teachers like you deborah thank you so much for the the work you're doing the final question i always like to ask our guests is very simply what brings you joy what brings me joy is Breathing and meditation, because it, it then I can go out from there in a more grounded place and 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 open my heart. So but on the physical level, I love to dance <laughs> and I love this. Yeah. I love sharing. Mm-hmm. I love sharing my heart. That's my dharma is I love sharing my heart through the fact that I'm sharing it through experience. And I hope that I can make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're making a difference today. So thank you so much for that. It's been a pleasure and a joy chatting with you, Deborah. And I hope you, our listeners, enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I have and hope you feel inspired to to cultivate the joy superpower of embracing change. If so, please check out the show notes for links to Deborah and her resources. If you're already a member of the Year of Joy communities, please pop in to explore more of Deborah's inspiring and empowering content that we've got there. Lots of good treats for you. And if you're not a member of the Year of Joy community, please visit our website, theartandscienceofjoy.com to find out more and how to join. It's a free and fun resource and it's full of great stuff to help you grow your joy muscles. So thanks once again for listening. And I hope you tune in for the next episode of the Art and Science of Joy podcast. Until then, stay well, stay joyful and embrace the change. Yes.